0: is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur
1: Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR.
2: It's the Steelers Blitz on SNR on a Thursday. We're going to catch up with our buddy Brian Backo Here to the phone lines we go, of course, he covers the Pittsburgh Steelers for the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Our good friend of the show, Mr. Brian Backo. What's up, cousin? How are we doing on this, uh, this just beautiful Thursday afternoon?
0: Oh, I'm doing well. The the horns from Mr. Big Stuff always put me in the right mood. And it's been a couple of weeks. Sorry I missed you guys uh, last week. Could have talked a whole lot of Steelers' schedule. But I guess in the NFL news cycle these days, uh, that's that's old now.
2: Well, please. All right. I mean... We can still talk a little schedule I mean, if you, you want to talk a little a seventeen and zero. Dealer radio
0: network, you know, <laughs> we we got to break this thing down twenty four hours a day Now until September twelve.
2: That's right, that's right. Um, maybe yeah, we'll, we'll get to some scheduling questions and 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 anything you know, Mister Backo, you're a good friend of the show. If there's anything you want to talk about as well, too, you are more than welcome to to steer uh, us in that direction. But where I wanted to start with you today is something you tweeted about this morning, uh, and you can follow our buddy Brian Backo on Twitter at Brian Backo. Uh, looks like on social media that several of the Steelers vets, not just the rookies that we know are here, obviously, but, but veteran guys, Juju, Kevin Dotson, Ray, Ray McLeod on their way back to Pittsburgh or back in Pittsburgh. Is that a sign to you? You know, there's been a lot of smoke around OTAs, but there's, there's a solution coming. They're going to be involved. It's not going to be a, a complete, uh, wash like it was last summer.
0: Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's it's going to mostly look like normal OTAs, I think. I mean, maybe you're going to have more of the the high profile names opting out than usual, but I mean, another one I saw Marcus Allen, I think, on Instagram is back in the Steelers locker room. So you know, some of these guys, Wes, have been at the facility really all offseason. Like Zach Banner, I think, has been there a lot. Devin Bush and, mm-hmm. and he are obviously rehabbing the knee. Um, so you know, there's different situations throughout the team. There's guys who are in different parts of their careers and you know if cam hayward wants to uh you know kind of take the the union hard line on this one and and maybe not show his face until minicamp i I don't think anyone's gonna balk at that but if a lot of these young guys on the other side of the coin say hey i gotta be here i missed last year's off season maybe it it didn't help me in my progress or my Mm -hmm. development or whatever uh, i think that's why you'll see attendance being pretty much more like normal rather than uh just having rookie minicamp part two on tuesday
1: I like that, man. That is good to hear because that was something that a lot of us were curious about, you know, and if it would become an issue. But, yeah, I think these guys are going to handle it the right way. And knowing Cam, man, regardless of what decision yeah. he does make, he's definitely the guy that you want in that <laughs> in that position right there. But um, Najee Harris, man, the, the reports on him coming out of rookie minicamp, people were going crazy, man. So I just wanted to get it from you, man. What were your thoughts, your initial, you know, uh, I guess reaction, impression to him?
0: Most, I feel like he's just one of those guys who he's the level of, of athlete and just physical specimen that, like, you know he is that, right? You can see 6'2", 230. You've seen his highlights. you watched him play plenty of games at Alabama. But it's still striking when you see him in person because he's just that well put together. And, and there's just certain dudes who are different, like that, uh, you know, the body 52 <laughs> being i like, well, be Harris. I mean, uh, again, we knew what we were, we were going <laughs> to See, um, but it it still makes a it leaves a mark on you when you see it in person. Just uh, just how that guy is—he's built, but he's like almost lean at the same time. So it's it's really not surprising when you see his frame in person that he's as versatile as he is and such a complete back, capable of running with burst, running with power, but splitting out wide. You know, he's basically considered himself part of uh, that Alabama receiving core uh, the last couple of <laughs> seasons, and, and he obviously showed off some of that skill set uh in 11 on 0 football against air as well so uh yeah he, he was really fun to watch uh in in that setting and uh he was also fun to talk to afterward where uh, obviously he was uh he was going viral a little bit on saturday
2: yeah he thought you guys were boosters out there moats and i were, were laughing about that like just... uh,
0: i don't know i think he actually did i kind of think that was tongue-in-cheek and he was kind of joking like he, yeah he's, he's pretty with it i mean he is I, pretty I with that it. was more of a more of a uh, wisecrack than anything.
2: He, you could tell, right? That he, I think you just touched on it there. He's he, when you say he's pretty with it, like Brian. He's just he's just bred for this moment, yes. right? I mean, three years at Alabama, being the guy, like you could tell he's ready for this.
0: Yeah, and, and not only that, but I mean, he's a little bit older. He's coming into the league yeah. at twenty three. When you play on that stage, you get tons of media. You do tons of interviews, and and Najee, you know, even on an individual level, has. Uh, you know, done some of those YouTube series. So he, he's very well schooled, I think, in, uh, in how to deal with those all eyes on you uh, types of situations. And uh, that's one thing that, that is going to be different. I mean, I think at Alabama, probably where his boosters comment came from is uh, no one's really watching practice. I think Nick Saban pretty much uh, shuts out anybody who's not part of the, the program. But uh, here in Pittsburgh and in the NFL, uh, you know, the microscope even gets, a little bit bigger and it's on you at all times. And, and we know certain Steelers have uh, former Steelers have had their issues with that from time to time. And, uh, you know, you, you hope that Najee Harris keeps his head on straight, but, uh, but either way, he's been uh, super engaging, keeps you on your toes in, in interviews for sure. And uh, you know, it's not always going to be going great. That's the thing we, we know uh, the Steelers probably aren't going to go 16 and zero, and he's not going to run for a touchdown on every carry, but uh, you just hope he keeps that same kind of infectious energy Uh, throughout his
1: career. Now, we heard Cam Hayward speak on Najee as well and just talk about the importance of him in that running game and ultimately how that's going to turn back the clock for Ben and keep those guys rolling on offense. But what I'm a little bit concerned about is, are we putting too much expectations on Najee to be the savior for this offense? Do you feel like that, or do you think that he's going to be fine, he can handle everything that we're throwing at him right now?
0: I I mean, I I think – you know, 30 to 40 carries, as as Cam Hayward just kind of threw out there, is is not realistic, obviously. I mean, that's a uh, ton.
1: I mean, I'm trying to think. I don't think uh, Derrick Henry didn't even average 30 carries a game.
0: No, nah, man. You you want this guy to to be healthy for more than one season. <laughs> <year. laughs> uh, four, maybe five uh, great years out of a first-round pick at, at running back. I think they're going to pick their spots with him uh, a little bit more uh, carefully than, than just running them into the ground. But, uh, Hey, I mean, uh, along those same lines, Mike Tomlin's been, you know, kind of famously a run the wheels off of him kind of head coach. And, you know, as much as he likes uh, a committee kind of it receiver and the Steelers have benefited from that, he likes a bell cow at running back. So, uh, he was even kind of, you know, dying on that Hill with James Connor last season when, uh, he maybe had, had lost the step, but with, with Najee Harris coming in, yeah, you, you always got to be careful not to, Uh, not to expect the world of someone who is just trying to make the transition. And and I think to his credit, you know, he mentioned that once or twice in his interview on Saturday after his first his second practice in Pittsburgh, it's like, Hey, I'm just a rookie, man. I'm not going to say, give me the ball. Uh, You know, I I need this many touches. I'm just trying to learn and get my feet wet. Uh, But at the same time, he also noted that, uh, you know, he always wants to stand out. Doesn't want to just blend in with the crowd. And uh, I I think we know that, that is not going to be the case, and everybody's eager to see how he does. Not so much in, in OTA starting next week, but, of course, once we uh, get the training camp and uh, a little bit more of the, the good on good is going on.
2: A guy who always stands out in the crowd. It's our good friend of the show, Brian Backo of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, with us here on SNR. Brian, you know, this is another thing Motz and I talked about on Tuesday that I'd be interested to get your opinion on, how, you know, we actually – this is the one time of year where we're really interested to hear what these guys have to say, like Najee Harris, like mm-hmm. Pat Fryermuth, um, for two reasons. One, because they quite often are the guinea pigs with a lot of the new things that offenses and defenses are trying to do. I think particularly when you're changing a coordinator over the offseason as well, too. And two is... You know, they aren't – and you mentioned it with Najee. He he is clearly a guy who has, has had a lot of experience with doing the media. But maybe, you know, Bert hasn't gotten in their ear as much yet, right, and, and told them don't say this, don't say that. Um, I think sometimes they can tip their hat a little bit about some of the things that are going on with the offense, some of the new uh, things that might be – being installed out there that they are kind of again like the guinea pigs for in rookie minicamp is there anything that we can learn about Matt Canada from over the weekend from some of what we saw and what we heard from the guys
0: yeah I think a little bit I mean you're you're right that you know you don't want to you also want to be careful about putting too much stock into this I mean number one they're just getting you know the, the bare bones of it I think at this point and you know, you, you come away from an interview like the one with Najee Harris and you think, wow, you know, this guy's going to be, you know, the, the huge part of the offense and he's going to be using all these spots. It's like, well, hold on a second. Number seven's coming back soon. And everything still revolves around that guy until proven otherwise. And uh, at the same time, you know, it's it's funny to hear whether it's Fryermuth Muth or Najee Harris. It's like, oh, yeah, you know, Matt Canada's offense, it's, it's, uh, it's about getting mismatches and putting guys in. In places where they can succeed so they can play fast and not really think it's like, well, yeah, duh. I mean, what offensive coordinator wants uh, wants his worst player against the defense's best player? So um, th- that stuff is all kind of grain of salt, but uh, just, you know, they've confirmed some of the things that, that we could have surmised from Canada's history that a decent amount of, of pre snap motion that might even be selling it short. Um, you know, I think when you talk about lining up Najee Harris. Uh, out wide at, at the ex-receiver spot, as he mentioned. That doesn't necessarily mean he's going to stay there once the ball is snapped. Maybe it's just something to, you know, the window dressing, as they call it, to try to confuse the defense and uh, and get one of those matchups that you want. But uh, it, it's going to look, I think, different than, than Steelers' offenses of the past. And, you know, as we've been saying for, for many months now, since Matt Canada was hired, uh, how much different is probably going to depend on Ben Roethlisberger.
1: Hmm. Now... We know that Najee dominated the headways. I mean, we, we still talk about it right now, right? But who else from that rookie class would you say impressed during rookie minicamps?
0: Well, as you know, Moats, we're not allowed to say too much. About it. whether, it's, whether it's in-season
1: practice. He's trying to catch <laughs> you slipping back I would up. I was just keeping you on your toes. Come Maybe on. Sense
0: to rookie camp. But I think mean, now just general observations. I mean, Kendrick Green, uh, I know there's been a lot of questions about his Size at center, but yeah. seeing him up close and personal, it's it's clear that it's it's not a question of uh, of bulk or anything like that. He's a pretty top-heavy dude. He almost reminds me of Kevin Dotson in that way, mm-hmm. with okay. that, that big old wide chest. And uh, you know, of course, he is on the shorter side at, at just under six two, but uh, he's, he's still got uh, you know he's still got some beef to him for sure at that center position. Um, you know the undrafted free agents. Obviously, they're mostly on the defensive side of the ball. The, the way that we were positioned uh, at the Rooney Sports Complex couldn't see what was going on there as well. But uh, yeah, it's it's going to be fun to follow these guys' progress as it always is. Uh, but we didn't get that last season. You know, you didn't really have a great sense of what Chase Claypool was until he showed up at Heinz Field for that first training camp practice. So uh, Dan Moore at, at left tackle, he's He's honestly a lot more svelte than I expected. Uh, you know, I, I think that probably goes for most college linemen coming in. You, you got to get in that NFL kind of strength and right. uh, in, in conditioning program, and you know, you're just you're getting older too, and your body's more mature. So uh, we'll, we'll see. I mean, uh, the, the jury is out, and it's going to continue to be out until uh, until we go to hopefully Latrobe. But uh, I am looking forward to, to learning a little bit more. About the 2021 Steelers starting with OTA.
1: Now, the guy I want to follow up with you about, though, just sticking with the sizing framework thing, you talked about Kendrick Green being a little bit bigger in terms of upper body than you thought. Buddy Johnson, he's a guy that you watch him on tape, he looks like he's a bigger guy, but then you look at his size on paper and he, I mean, he's what, 220 pounds apparently. So, just from your perspective, man, what did he look like to you in person, man? Did he pass the eyeball test? <laughs>
0: He does, but that might help from wearing number 51 as a Steelers. Ah. I was always uh, always a big Foxy fan back in the day. So, uh, yeah, I mean, Buddy Johnson just, uh, I think, you know, from everything I've read about him and, and, you know, interviews with Texas A&M beat writers, he's really a guy who played bigger than than he is on paper and uh, I think played with a lot of passion and energy, and that's, you know, why he became a leader of that defense and and why he was a fourth-round pick. Of the Steelers, and you know, I've gotten questions in my Steelers chats on the Post Gazette website, like, you know, how, how many of these rookies can can we expect, you know, maybe get a chance to start? And obviously, Najee Harris is is a slam dunk uh, unless something crazy happens. I think Kendrick Green will, will probably get a chance to sink or or swim at center, uh, tight end. I mean, Pat Fryermuth maybe by the end of the year. It, it almost doesn't matter who starts at a position like that, right. but even someone like Buddy Johnson, why wouldn't he have an outside chance to win the job next to Devin Bush? I mean, yeah, Vince is a veteran, but you know, Vince Williams was, was cut a couple of months ago and, and had to come back around for less. Robert Spillane is former undrafted guy who's, who's playing on that exclusive rights free agent tender. Costs you basically nothing. So I'm not saying that Buddy Johnson is, is going to start from day one. I think it's much more likely that he's helping out on special teams and providing depth, working his way up. But you never know. That's what training camp is for, for someone to, to catch the eye of the coaches and, and really stand out.
2: The hollowed grounds of La Trobe, St. Vincent College. I, I do have actually a question that I want to ask you about that. Uh, but first, along kind of some of those same lines, you know, we, we, we heard Ryan Kerrigan's name thrown around with the Steelers early this, earlier this week uh, when you mentioned some of the – the battles at training camp and, and, and yeah, we know that there's going to be a lot on offense. There's going to be certainly uh, at the off ball linebacker position. Will there be one at edge rusher, Mr. Backo? Does it feel like there's a veteran free agent pass rusher who could be added to the mix here in the next couple weeks?
0: Not really. I I was surprised uh, to see the report that the Steelers were, were really interested in Ryan Kerrigan. And uh, you know, maybe that, that level of interest is, is all kind of relative because, it's not like he signed for uh, a huge deal with the Eagles. I think it was what three and a half million yes. mm-hmm. for one year. And as far as the Steelers go, you know, I, I kind of thought they they feel okay about their edge rusher position. I mean, they, they brought back Cassius Marsh obviously because uh, you know, they they like him a little bit, or at least in in some sort of role. And I think getting Quincy Roche in round six was a steal for them. So I, I don't know that I really see a competition because. I don't think they're going to make a move there based on who else is available. I mean, perhaps they've long liked Ryan Kerrigan for whatever reason, but I don't even necessarily know that he would have been a starter had he come here. So uh, I think that Alex Highsmith is is up for the job with the caveat that, you know, someone like Roche is going to be right there, you know, nipping at your heels from day one. And uh, that can only serve to to make the starter better and if, if there's no or minimal drop off when a backup comes in uh that that's the perfect world scenario.
1: Hmm. So you're saying you don't think there's going to be any movement with any of these other positions as well or just at outside linebacker? Just at that
0: position. Okay. Like I, I still see the the secondary as one where it wouldn't hurt to to get another vet in there uh especially because you you've struggled to find a, a backup safety. Now I know mm-hmm. there are there's options there in terms of Antoine Brooks, Miles Killibrew, uh, Arthur. Whoa, whoa, whoa!
1: Miles My, Killibrew is it. listed as a linebacker. Stop it! <laughs> right, I so, saw like, it. He's listed all, as a linebacker. Those first,
0: those first two guys, Killebrew and Brooks, like you know, they're bangers. If they're going to play safety, it's, it's going to be in the box, and that you know makes you the de facto backup to Terrell Edmonds. So uh, Arthur Millette, I think he's got some some versatility,
1: yeah, I agree to him. With that. But yeah.
0: I, I don't know that you want him as your. Kind of number three overall safety, or your uh, or your backup to Minka. So uh, I, I think it, it wouldn't be a bad thing to go out and get one of those chess pieces, like Carl Joseph. We know they were interested in him, that ultimately didn't come to pass. But a guy that I keep getting asked about, and, and I'm sure you guys have too, is Malik Hooker. He's, yep. he's still out there, Mr. Newcastle. Productive. And of course, yes, he's from Newcastle, so uh, that raises his profile even a little bit
2: more for Steelers fans. One of us. Mm-hmm. One of us. <laughs> Well, hey, you know, I bet you he grew up going to Permaneys and swigging on Turner's tea. <laughs> well, I don't know. Have, have you guys
0: spent much time in Lawrence County? That's a little bit of a hike from here.
2: That is true. Oh, yeah. it's, it's, he probably identifies with Youngstown more probably, than yeah. more than Pittsburgh. Yeah, Jeez. yeah. He probably likes the uh was what what is is it? It, what's, what's it? Youngstown. Youngstown I lived there for like the, two, like two years. Oh, it's Italian, Italian food. News. Oh, it's Italian. food. Yeah. yeah. It's just Italian Same food. With Newcastle. Same with Newcastle. That's true. Doesn't Newcastle have
0: something with hot dogs? Like they, they I don't know if they claim I to be know. like the, the world uh, doesn't every
2: small town probably? in america yeah. claim hot dogs like every, a- every town time, in west virginia every claims time they i make hear newcastle, ever. every
1: time i hear newcastle i only think of white castle okay i'm just throwing it out there <laughs> forgive me
2: <laughs> uh buddy mr backo uh just uh, maybe i got just like one or two quick hitters here as, as we mm. start to wrap this thing up uh latrobe you mentioned hopefully getting out there uh into training camp and everything Feels like that that's going to happen this summer, right? I know the NFL. I think a week or two ago gave blessings for teams to have their training camp uh, outside of their facilities. We all know how important it is to the Steelers in, in the tradition of Latrobe. Now, in what capacity? How many fans are going to be allowed? You know, if 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 people like you and I will be allowed to shack up at the dorms for three, four weeks, all that I'm sure is is well, up in well the on air. The to, you know, I might have a guy with me who might be able to help get me in the building. I'm lower than both of y'all in the totem pole. It, it, it feels <laughs> like for sure the Steelers are going to be out at St. Vincent College, yeah?
0: I would think so. I'm very optimistic when you factor in you know, all the optimism surrounding full capacity at yep. Heinz Field for the nine home games this season, the nine regular season home games based on uh, Art Rooney's latest comments. So, uh, yeah, I, I think that, uh, that you can pretty – pretty much be uh, safe in predicting that. Uh, I know that the regular season is a little bit further down the road than training camp, but it's also, you know, far fewer people around and, and you're in outside air a little bit more at, at what So yeah, I, I think it's going to happen. And uh, it's, it's really going to be, uh, you know, there's going to be a lot going on in that early portion of camp with the hall of fame weekend. We know a little bit more about that. Now Dick LeBeau presenting Troy Paul Amalu and mm-hmm. uh, we've got the Steelers Cowboys hall of fame game to, kick off a, a 2021 season that will hopefully be as we've said a couple times a return to normalcy for the league so uh yeah a lot, lot of buzz in the air for the Steelers and uh in a way it, it all kind of starts next week with the uh the OTAs and then about a month from now minicamp
2: all right you mentioned it at the start before we get you out of here uh-oh uh-oh Mr. Bacco, I mean just g- give us something on the schedule okay something that we something we, we would have said last week what you got
0: cool um Here's my my hot take. I I think that final stretch of games isn't necessarily as daunting as you would think. That is a hot take. Not -hmm. not because those teams aren't good, but, you know, the Steelers had the Titans number last year. I know it was a good game, but they came out, you know, they kind of out-schemed and and out-coached the the wizard, Mike Vrabel, from the beginning, and it took took a Tennessee comeback down in Nashville to make that close. Now you get them at home. Obviously, the Chiefs are a problem. Like that's one that I'm kind of chalking up as uh, good luck to you <laughs> in that. But then you get to those last two. Can can you really imagine Ben Roethlisberger letting the Browns beat him at home again uh, after the way last season mm. ended? I cannot. And beyond that, I kind of think Week 18, the Ravens might uh, might have something bigger to play for at that point. The Steelers might as well, but uh, mm. that's why that game isn't particularly scary to me. On paper, and, and why I think uh, the doom and gloom uh, of predicting some sort of 0-4 slide at the end isn't necessarily uh, something that I'm all that worried about as we sit here on May 20th, especially since the Steelers, they haven't made sense with what they do with their schedule <laughs> anyway because, you know, the last few years, the, the, the last few games looked easy on paper, and then uh, they, they can't seem to, to get the ship on track once they get there.
2: All right, Mr. Bacco, last one for real before I let you go. For real, for real. You can if I could guarantee you that you could go on one of these four road trips with the Steelers which one would you pick Buffalo Green Bay Arrowhead Stadium in Kansas City or West coast nice weather late November in LA against hey. the Chargers which one of those four at LA at Green Bay at Buffalo uh at Kansas City if you could only go to one of those which would you pick
0: well I've been to I've been to Buffalo oh, this, um, that'll
1: mean, this, be fun but... he, he's very traveled. He's Will Chow.
0: No, no, thanks. Uh, I've been to L.A. Um, I've never been to Kansas City, but I'm going to go Green Bay. I, I think Lambeau Field has a, a certain mystique to it. And, uh, that it does. It would be awesome to, to go there. And, and the other part of that is, like, why would you ever go to Green Bay, Wisconsin, unless it's for a Packers game, right? Mm-hmm. So Correct. May, might, might as well. Knock that off my uh, off my list if it's the Sea Steelers at Pack. You
2: drink some Spotted Cow while you're there. That's the beer, baby. Oh, yeah, Spotted Cow. Dude, never I love had it. it. I love mm-hmm. it. Uh, Brian Backo of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, he does not do cap. Make sure you're showing him some love, checking out his work. Buddy, we appreciate your time, as always. We've kept you way too long. We, just, <laughs> we missed you last week. Th- thanks. See, this
1: <laughs> happens when you leave
2: us. Thanks for your yeah, time, as always, work man. Overtime. We overtime. We really appreciate <laughs> you know. it. Thanks, buddy. There he goes, Brian Backo of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Uh, it is the Steelers Blitz here on SNR. Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler, rolling along here on a Thursday. Shout out to our buddy. Thanks for his time as always. Uh, TC tweets. Uh-oh, what do you got? What we got for TC? He plays it in an indoor Soccer League just north of Newcastle, mm. and he said the hot dog shop there is – well, he used a bad word. I'm going to censor it. <laughs> Dang good. Oh, all right. He used then. a different 4 letter. Okay, I, I think okay. you, you get where I'm going with okay. that. Motes, all right, now that we're doing this, we're doing this. Construct for me your perfect hot dog. Go. My Perfect hot dog, ah, it's got to have bacon on it.
1: I'm good with that right there, really. Cool with that, you a plain Jane kind of hot dog guy, huh? I mean, I could do the whole oh, let me get the ketchup, or oh, I want to do it with the hot sauce. Like I said, I'm not a late, I don't like the onions on it. Okay, and stuff like see, that. I'm a chili, yeah. I'm a chili dog. Guy. Well, yeah, see, I love chili on I'm it, I'm a as chili well. dog, but see, that's my thing. It's like, am I making it or somebody's making it for me? Either way. <sighs> <laughs> well, then you could throw chili and bacon up there. It'll oh, and and be good. Yeah, it'll be good. I just not want
2: to make it myself. I don't want to do all that. I don't, I think I've shared this with you before, but I don't know. Did you know yeah. that when I was in college, like my summertime job, I, I worked at a hot dog yeah, shop. Yeah, you did tell me that. Yeah. Huh? And that's why we, you got to have chili on the dog. That's absolutely. why I'm a yes. big chili dog guy yes. because the chili that we had at this place yeah. was amazing. Uh, my my ideal moats just a little kiss of mustard, right? Okay. And then then chili and, and cheese. Yeah. Yeah. Chili like, cheese like dog with a that, little like kiss was, of mustard. That was so, exotic, like it was so too. exotic, You know what? You know what I would normally do is I'd make one like that, right? Mustard, uh-huh. chili, cheese, and then I'd make another one the exact same, but I'd yeah. put a little coleslaw on the top too. Ah, okay. Ooh, yeah, that's stay, that yinzar. That's, that, that's that. That's that <laughs> Permanis yinzer coming out in me, there, Arthur mates. <laughs> Uh Get those tweets in now. We will answer them. In the last segment of the show, as we roll along here on the program, I'm looking at it. we got a couple more minutes here left in this segment. Let's, let's check out some of the yeah, tweets got, here. Man, what we got on the Let's check out some of the tweets here now as we roll along. Annie tweets and says, I think playing in a strong division like the AFC North helps. Iron sharpens iron, right? And I think we've seen that with the Steelers at times in the past. Uh, feels like there are many counting the Steelers out. Do you guys think this is a good thing? And she wants to know, Moats, how do you do deal with the duality of man when the Bills and Steelers play week one? Oh, man, the duality of man in that game? Love it. That's tough. It's not easy. It's tough for Arthur Moats.
1: In, in fact, it's going to be uh, unfamiliar territory for me because for me, now I've had the opportunity to see Steelers and Bills play sure. at Hinesville. Sure, It was a cool experience. I, got, you know, I, I was like, all right, I understand this. I was at the home crowd, though, because I was in Pittsburgh. Uh-huh. So it was a lot like simpler I know for where, me. I know where this is going. You know, yeah. I've played in Buffalo before. As a Steeler, it was different because I was already on the team. It was, it was uh, different vibe yeah, there. Uh-huh,
2: yeah, yeah. Uh-huh.
1: I've never actually been to Buffalo for a game though. Really. Retired, well, I guess yeah, that I makes sense. Yeah. I mean, if I'm thinking
2: about the timeline, that because makes because my first
1: year I traveled and did the tailgates, right. and then last year right. it was last COVID. Year was so yeah, yeah, I haven't been back to a game just yet. Oh heck yeah! Every time I've been back to Buffalo though, since playing there, it's always crazy. It's insane. Yep. So yeah, I, I that's don't a know. tough one. I, I don't know how to play that that's right a now. Tough man. One for I'm a little Arthur nervous. Nuts. I'm not gonna lie.
2: That's because two, that's two places yeah. that have a big piece
1: of his heart. It's kind of like like uh, <laughs> for, for the guys or girls out there that like to have. Most people they're talking to, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like they're both there at the same time now. It's, he's swiping you know I mean? right, he's swiping yeah, her yeah. Head on both teams. And is and what he's I, saying. I, I'm pulling up with my wife to see my girlfriend. That's what I feel he's, like. He's swiping like, right like, oh. on both teams. It's That's not a good look, saying. man.
2: <laughs> and in terms of uh, is, people counting the Steelers out, is that a good thing? Um, yeah, but you and I have also discussed this before too. Is professional football players. No they one don't, counts. The they don't. Football. They don't need that motivation. You know what I mean? If, yeah. if they're all in the locker room, like, hey guys, no one believes in us. Let's go out there. You're not going to be there in the first place if that's the motivation no, you need if to you get yourself need
1: motivation, going. Just just hire Tim Tebow.
2: <laughs> Let him play tight end. By the way, yeah, did you see give him in every... practice today? He was looking thick, thick with two C's. Thick. <laughs> On Twitter at Wesley Uller at the body fifty two. The body. We'll answer your questions when we return. We'll also place some interesting comments from Cam Hayward from the mm-hmm. NFL Network. And we'll discuss a another name that's available out there that's being floated around the Steelers in kind of some of this free agency trade conversation. We'll do all that on the other side. Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler, Steelers Blitz on SNR.